Hey, DadBod Project brother, my name is Daniel Dezan and I am the host of the go-to podcast for men all around the globe that are looking to learn not only how to become healthier physically, but also mentally as well. I've been a personal trainer and a health coach for over 15 years and I've helped hundreds of men just like you smash their health and fitness goals. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. I find, unfortunately, that a lot of guys are almost wearing the fact that they are in these kinds of relationships where there's almost zero sex or is very, very limited sex. I find that they tragically wear it as a badge of honor. And I'm here to jump on for this podcast and maybe ruffle a few feathers and maybe get you a little triggered when I say this, but it's not funny. Like when If you're the kind of person that goes and parades around the fact that you haven't had sex with your wife or your fiance or your girlfriend in a really long time, like that's not funny and you aren't cool. And what you're actually doing is you're masking tragedy with comedy. You're masking a very red flag in your relationship and and something that's going very badly in your relationship with something that's actually comical and it's not comical. But I see a lot of men, because it is common, they band together at the pub or they band together at a party or a barbecue and I hear these kinds of conversations and them laughing and enjoying and kind of like high-fiving each other that they are in relationships that are sexless or very, very limited in sex. And it's not cool and you aren't cool. And this podcast is going to be about helping to open your awareness onto why instead of laughing and covering tragedy with comedy and pretending that it's funny because it isn't, hopefully I've broadened your horizons and helped you look at this from a different perspective. So I believe that lack of sex in a relationship is a huge problem. It's a huge red flag. And again, I'm not coming from a place of being the expert, but I have certainly noticed in my own relationship is when things haven't gone so well for a particular amount of time, that results in a reduced amount of sex. So that tells me then if there's a reduced amount of sex, then there's a reduced amount of connection, right? There's a reduced amount of connection that I'm having with my wife or or she's having with me or both. And that's obviously not a good thing if you prolong it over a long period of time. So I like to look at the amount of sex in a relationship almost like the the gauge on how well and how how well functioning the relationship actually is. And if one of the two or both don't want to engage in in sexual activity with each other, then that's a very bad sign and that's not normal. And I don't care if I hear I or hear these people saying that you know, once you've been married for a long time, then that's just what happens. And I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with just because you have been together with someone for a longer period of time, then that means that sex goes out the window and the relationship turns to shit. I refuse to agree with that. And in fact, I would say that my my sexual my sexual activity with my wife has definitely increased and gotten better as we've gotten to know each other and, you know, gotten to understand each other on a deeper level. So that flies that out of the out of the window. But I think it's a bit of a cop out 
when you start hearing people say that just because they have been in a long term, in a longer term relationship, that these kinds of things happen. And it's just not true at all. Well, I certainly don't believe it to be true. And I haven't experienced any of that. So research actually shows, I did a bit of research on this topic because it's something that is really common, especially in my audience of men that I work with. So I wanted to do a bit of research here locally in Australia on this topic of relationships and sex. And I found that research shows that 54% of Australian men are unhappy with the frequency of sex in their relationships. 54%. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that's a really high fucking number. And I think that that's pretty sad that there's more than half of the population of, of men that are in relationships that are unhappy with the frequency of sex. I just think that that's, that's not cool and it's not comical and that shouldn't be paraded around and that shouldn't be done, that shouldn't be high-fived and masked as a, a, the funniest thing to have a conversation about because that's not cool. And it's not a good sign that the relationship, if, if it's lacking in sex or has no sex, is not a good thing. And you need to start, if you are the kind of person that's parading around the fact that you haven't had sex with your wife or your fiance or your girlfriend in a really long time, like that needs to be addressed. And that's not cool. And you should stop pretending that it's funny because it's not funny. It's actually tragic. It's tragic to the relationship and it's a massive red flag. So what I've done is I've written down five, six tips. Five, is that six? Yeah. I've written down six tips that I have found useful with my own relationship and my own marriage. And just in my circle of people around me, I've observed of what just having conversations with the ones that are in successful relationships, I've learned some tips and tricks that I want to share with you today because like I said at the start of this podcast, my intention is that I help bring awareness to the fact that it's not cool, you're not funny if you're in a sexless, sexless relationship and I want to share these tips with you in the hope that you can start to build on this relationship of yours if you are in a position of reduced or no sex because it's not a good thing. It's definitely not a good thing and it's a massive problem. And let's go through some tips that should hopefully help you. So this is a big one. This is probably the most important one and we're going to talk about therapy. Therapy for yourself and therapy for a couple. I didn't intend on doing this, my two fingers touching each other. <laughs> so therapy for yourself and therapy as a couple. Now, the problem with therapy is this. We have this belief system in our minds that therapy is only for crazy people. I will only go see a therapist if my, I'm banging my head against the wall and I need to wear a straitjacket. The problem with this belief system is that we often let shit get really, really, really bad in a relationship with ourselves or with other people until we do something about it. Like how often do you hear of a couple when shit really hits a fan in their relationship then start to think about, oh, maybe we should do couples therapy or maybe we should do some relationship therapy because our relationship is turning to shit. What if that same couple did it way before it started turning really bad. And what if they actually were a little bit more proactive about it with themselves 
and also as a couple as well. And, and they may seek therapy and assistance and support with their relationship before it turned to shit. Now, I am a massive believer of being more proactive about especially this, this situation of relationships. I think that it's a lot better, a lot more productive to do it sooner rather than later. So therapy should not be viewed as you're crazy and therapy should not be viewed as there's something wrong with you or you're broken. Literally, therapy should be viewed as a, a, mental, a mental health optimization. I mean, it's no different to you taking your car to get serviced. It's no different to you going to do a workout because you're optimizing your physical health. Therapy is just optimizing your mental health. And we need to get rid of this stigma of therapy is only for crazy people because it's just not true. And if you do it sooner rather than later as a couple and as yourself, you'll get a better result. It's just as simple as that. Next tip, work on yourself. Let me ask you the question. If you have a bad and toxic relationship with yourself, then how in the world can you expect to have a beautiful, deep connection with your partner? How? How is it possible if you have a shit relationship with yourself that you have this amazing, abundant, deep connection with your wife, your fiance, your girlfriend, whatever? How? It's impossible because everything that comes out of you is coming from you. And if what is happening inside of you is filled with hate and guilt and being ashamed of yourself and all this kind of negative energy, then how in the world can you forge really effective deep connections with other people around you? So this is why it's so important that you work on yourself, not only physically, but also mentally as well. I mean, I can't tell you how many clients that I have worked on, how many men that I've worked on and worked with over the 14 years that I've been a personal trainer that I have seen profound improvements with their wife, with their relationships around them, with their kids, with their family, with their uncle, with their brother, profound improvements in their relationship because they first and foremost improved the relationship with themselves. And lo and behold, obviously the relationships around them also improved too. So tip number two is really be more conscious and aware of working on yourself. If you have shit relationships around you or you have a current shit relationship in your marriage with your wife, then you must do work on yourself. I don't know why I'm slapping my leg because this is something that needs to be driven home and needs to be spoken about. It, it is really so important. And you know when my hands start going all over the place that I'm getting really into it. Work on yourself. Do work on yourself. Do not expect other people to do it for you and do not expect that if you don't work on yourself that your relationship is just going to magically improve because if you improve the relationship with yourself, then all the relationships around you will automatically improve as well. I guarantee, promise you this, I've seen it happen hundreds of times. I really have. Tip number three is engaging date nights. I mean, the good thing about if you have more dates with your partner, then you can increase the chances of having more sex. So you're killing two birds with one stone, essentially. And look, I, I totally get it. Like I get as a man that life gets in the way and I get as a man that, you know, there's so much shit going on and we need to like cram it all in one day and there's never enough hours in the day. Like I totally get it. 
So I'm not saying here that I'm not sitting here saying that every single weekend I I jump on. We do date nights with with my wife and we prioritize it all the time. I mean, I get it. Like life gets in the way and shit gets in the way. And before you know it, you look back and you think like, fuck, we haven't like done something as a couple without the kids in a fucking long time. So like I get it. It's easier said than done. But I to find it a challenge to be on top of this, but it doesn't change the fact that it's important. And I'm starting to become more aware of prioritizing time as a husband, not just as a father, as a business owner, as a provider, and all these other hats that I have to wear, but also I need to respect my time as a husband, because if I don't, And if I don't water the garden of the husband, then guess what? The plants in the garden bed of husband turn to shit. So plan date nights. It doesn't need to be anything extravagant. I'm not saying that you go and live it up in a six-star hotel for the next seven days. It's not about that at all. It's just about prioritizing time. Even if it's just going for a dinner or going for a lunch, with just you two and just as a couple and going back to all the exciting stuff that you probably used to do when you first started dating, but when life got in the way, then that all fell to shit. So re-engage back with that excitement because it's fun. Like it's really fun going on a date. And even though I find that we always fucking end up starting to talk about the kids anyway, I mean, it's really cool. It's really cool to just go out and just shoot the shit and have fun and not have to worry about what are the kids doing and where are they going? Are they running under the table? Have they disappeared? Have they been abducted by a stranger? All of that kind of stuff. So get on some more dates and re-spark. Re-spark that energy in the relationship, I say. Next tip is open communication up again. Tony Robbins uses uses a a really cool quote, or I don't know if it's a quote, it was a saying, and he said essentially that if you find that your relationship is starting to fall apart with your wife, with your girlfriend, with your fiancé, then go back to doing the things that you did for her, you did with her when you very first started dating. I mean, that's a really cool reminder, and, and it's so simple yet so effective, and it's true. Like if anyone has ever been with their partner for a really long time and life has just kind of consumed the relationship, they would also agree that the person that they used to be, the things that they used to do for their partner are very different now. And it's just over time that it's deteriorated and and habits and and things have changed. Whereas Tony is suggesting that if you go back to writing down all of the things that you used to do when you first started dating, then you might not get to the problem of where you are now in the future. And I love that because it's so simple yet so effective. So open up your level of communication. And if you aren't happy with something in particular, don't just swallow it and don't just stay silent about it. I mean, bring it up in a, in a healthy way. And if you're having a disagreement, which we touched on last podcast, if you're interested on, on some tips that you can use to navigate around disagreements and challenges within the relationship. But open up the communication again. Don't close up like a shell and expect that your relationship is going to be amazing. And every time that I have done this and every time we have a disagreement with my wife is that I am very conscious of trying to kind of address it right from the start and not let it 
not let it go over to the next day and then the next day and then it starts to manifest into something a lot uglier than what it originally began with. So open up your communication again. And if you it's so understand that it's okay to have disagreements, but it's not okay to push the boundaries and name call and all this kind of stuff and try not to go to bed angry is something that I have fucked up with a lot of times with within my relationship and my marriage. I'll, I'll definitely admit that. But I'm, I think I'm getting better at it. And I think as I'm maturing as, as we get into almost 10 years of being married that I have certainly found that not going to bed angry certainly helps. Or if we did go to bed angry, definitely not continuing it on to the next day because it takes so much effort to have to remind yourself to be angry when you could just start a new day, fresh day, and then get on with it. So keep the communication open. Next tip, second last tip is love yourself. Love yourself deeply and love the man that you look that looks that looks back at you in the mirror. And if you don't love yourself and if you don't love what you're seeing with the man looking back at you at the mirror, then do something about it. Because not doing something about it isn't going to change shit. If you don't make a change, nothing changes as the saying goes. So if you're not happy with what you see and if you're not happy at the man staring back at you in the mirror, then do something about it. In fact, my entire online coaching business, The Dad Bod Project, is founded as a mission statement on I am on a mission to help busy men get more active and love who and what they see in the mirror again because I am very aware of how many men just do not love what they see in the mirror. They're just not, and it's very sad, and that's the whole reason of why I've dedicated this online coaching business to just working with you men because I get it. I understand that this is a topic that a lot of men have trouble with and they don't have much love for themselves. And which it kind of ties into getting doing work on yourself. Point number two that I shared with you, if you want to have a deeper connection with other people, you first need to start with a deeper connection for yourself. It's as simple as that. The last tip that I'm going to share with you is a long-term relationship doesn't mean shit about sex. It doesn't mean that because you're in a long-term relationship that you can't have a great sex life. It's common that it will turn to shit, but does that mean that it's normal? I certainly have proven that to be wrong. And just because we have been married for almost 10 years doesn't mean at all that we have a bad sex life. And in fact, we have a very good sex life and it's gotten better as we've gotten older, like a wine. So just because if you are in a long-term relationship, do not believe this crap, this belief system that because you're in a long-term relationship, sex needs to go out the window because guess what? When the sex starts going down out, out the window, then so does the relationship entirely. So it is your responsibility as a man to do something about it. And if you are in a position where you have limited to no sex in your relationship currently, then do something about it. And my hope is with these tips that I've shared with you on today's podcast that you make some changes and you do something about it. Because if you don't do anything about it, then you just stare the, down the barrel of, of a shit relationship. And like, do you really want to live out the rest of your days of on this planet being in a sexless shit relationship? I know, I know sure as hell that I don't, and I'm sure you don't either. So do something about it and use some of these tips because I guarantee that if you do, then you'll feel better. And if you feel better, then you have a better relationship. You'll have more sex in your relationship. And 
everyone wins. Happy days. The wife's happy. You're happy. And we just continue on. Cool. My hope is that by the end of this podcast that now you understand of why you need to get cracking with this. You need to take action and you need to be, you need to stop being so passive with this problem of yours. If this is you in a relationship, do something about it. Reach out to me into the DMs if you have any other questions or anything. But that is all from me for today. I hope you got value out of this. And most importantly, I hope you do something about it. So have the best start to your week ever. What a way to start the week talking about sex. Woo! I love it. Have the best weekend. Have weekend. Have the best week ever. Have the best night of your entire life. And we'll do it all again tomorrow talking about another juicy topic. That's it from me, Coach Daniel from the Dadbot Project. Tuning out. Thank you again so much for your eyeballs. Thank you for your attention. And we will chat soon. Ciao. Thank you so much for tuning into the Dad Bod Pod podcast, the number one podcast for learning exactly how to live a long, strong, and healthy life as a modern day man. If you are getting value and want to work with me and my team to learn how to accelerate those precious health and fitness goals of yours, then what I want you to do is go to my Instagram at the.db.project and DM me with the words dadbod. Or if Facebook is more your jam, then why not slide into my DMs with the words dadbod to my personal account under the name Daniel Dezen, D-E-Z-E-N. Our mission is to help busy men get more active and help them love who and what they see in the mirror all over again. So go to my Instagram at the.db.project or my Facebook page and DM me with the word dadbod and me and you can have a chat to help put you on the right correct path for those health and fitness goals of yours.